Earlier this week, Papua New Guinea's new foreign minister, Justin Chichenko, revealed that he wants to see a security treaty negotiated with Australia and potentially New Zealand. Mr Chichenko told the ABC he discussed the idea with Australian Foreign Minister Penny Wong during her visit to Port Moresby this week and said both countries were keen to press ahead with negotiations. Don Wiseman asked our PNG correspondent Scott Wide what was prompting this push. I think the government wants something on paper. I mean, we've, we've had security arrangements going back since 1975 and before that, leading towards independence. But I, I think in light of what's happening now in the region with China's growing influence in the Solomon Islands, especially and in the Pacific and on the other side, beyond the Indonesian borders, it's become crucial to have some form of arrangement with our oldest security partner, uh, Australia. From what has been discussed, more meet to the bones of an existing agreement that's already been there for, you know, more than 50 years. So the details of which haven't really come out, but judging from what's, what Australia has done over the previous years, you know, supplying patrol boats, the latest patrol boats, supplying a training officer cadet uh, and increasing its support to the PNG Defence Force and police. This arrangement, I think Justin Tachenko is looking for something that is more solid, more predictable and something that encompasses whatever is happening in the region right now. And I guess the difference for this arrangement has been that it's become more crucial for Papua New Guinea to be seen as, you know, an equal partner in the defence arrangement between Papua New Guinea and Australia. What's the role of China in this? It's not a case of PNG playing Australia off against China, is it? It's a difficult question to answer very directly. I mean, we've got a situation that's in the Solomon Islands where the government obviously has shifted its leanings to more towards China. And with the recent barring of a U.S. vessel going into the Solomon Islands, that's raised alarm bells with a lot of people. If Solomon Islands is leaning towards this and if China's determination to increase its security investments in Papua New Guinea is also becoming more prominent, where do we stand as a country? And I guess many people within government and within decision-making circles feel more comfortable leaning towards an Australian formal arrangement with Australia than with China. Uh, and, and, you know, this is arguable. A few others will say, you know, China's more receptive towards the needs of Papua New Guinea and uh, all that. But in terms of a security arrangement, it has always been a, a case of Papua New Guinea being more comfortable with Australia in terms of its security. Now, that, that's not to say that Papua New Guinea hasn't had a long relationship with China. You know, China was the first established diplomatic relations with Papua New Guinea, the first actually outside of Australia in 1975, 1974, 1975. So China, both China and Australia have had this long relationship with Papua New Guinea. So China more on the economic side, Australia in terms of its security. Now throwing New Zealand into the mix, that's a whole different addition to it. New Zealand has also had a close relationship with Papua New Guinea. They were instrumental in forging the peace agreement on Bougainville. New Zealand also had its police officers, military personnel, small numbers of them in Bougainville during the years leading up to the final peace agreement. Parliament is now sitting again. We've got a cabinet and this cabinet includes a, a number of novel ministries. The Minister of Coffee, the Minister of Palm Oil. Are these going to be significant roles or is, is this just a label that's thrown out there? You know, the government's been battered on social media about these two new new ministries. And I think the, the, the wisdom in there, at least 
from what proponents of these two ministries are saying is that oil palm is one of the biggest export commodities in Papua New Guinea. Coffee is the uh, one of the biggest uh, revenue earners in, in Papua New Guinea. Also, cocoa is the other biggest revenue earner in Papua New Guinea, except that it, it doesn't have a ministry now. And, 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 and people have been saying, you know, people within the coffee industry have been saying, look, give us more attention. Give us more attention and let's make coffee one of the biggest exports instead of just uh, exporting beans. Let, let's process the coffee here. And I think the government's leaning towards making coffee an industry of its own, a, a bigger, more prominent industry of its own, and, and moving towards capturing that consumer uh, aspect of the industry. Because right now it's all primary industry, producing the coffee, drying it, exporting, and, and the roasted beans come back later. But I guess that's the thrust of the creation of these two new ministries. I'm not too sure about oil palm because although it's the biggest big industry, it has contributed a lot in terms of infrastructure in oil palm provinces. The NGO sector is not really convinced that oil palm needs a new ministry because it's, as far as they're concerned, oil palm has been associated with land grabbing and various issues of displacement related to the displacement of people, especially in the, in the West New Britain province and in East New Britain province. So that that sector is not really convinced about the creation of the oil palm ministry. The other ministries that I should mention here is a combination of ministries uh, put together under one umbrella. The immigration and labor labor departments have been put under one ministry, immigration and labor, and that's to make the processing of work permits and regulations, the management of regulations easier. Internal security is the ministries of correctional service and police have been combined into one ministry, and that's the internal security ministry. And trade and investment instead of trade and commerce uh, or commerce on its own, we've put, put it under one ministry, trade and investments. These ministries and the, and the names and the makeup of it keep changing every five years when a new government comes in. But I guess the immigration and labor, that combination makes sense. Internal security, that combination also makes sense. A lot of people not too sure about oil, palm and coffee.